This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday's Sports on the Sports History Network. Today, we're going to discuss the career of a former number one contender for the heavyweight title in boxing. Many boxing fans, including myself, believe Jerry Quarry had the tools to become a champion. Unfortunately for him, he fought during an era when the heavyweight division was stacked with talent, including Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, Kenny Norton, Jimmy Ellis, and George Foreman. Quarry came close multiple times but he never achieved his dream of becoming champion. Jerry Quarry came from a family of fighters. He, his father, and two brothers boxed professionally. His younger brother, Mike, was a top contender in the light heavyweight division, posting a career record of 63 wins, 13 losses, and six draws. Jerry began his career at just eight years old, and won several trophies as a junior amateur. But after contracting nephritis, which is inflammation of the kidneys, he stopped boxing for several years. Then Jerry made a comeback, fighting in over 200 amateur bouts. In 1965, at age 19, Quarry won the National Golden Gloves Championship and turned pro shortly afterward. Quarry was undersized for a heavyweight, standing roughly six feet tall and weighing between 195 and 200 pounds. But his lack of size did not stop him from becoming a top contender. He was the number one contender on three separate occasions during his career. After 20 fights, Jerry's record stood at 17 wins, 0 losses, and 3 draws. Then he suffered an unexpected loss by unanimous decision to Eddie Machen. But he then came back strong, winning his next 6 fights before fighting to a draw with former heavyweight champion Floyd Patterson. Five months later, Quarry defeated Patterson in a 12-round decision in a rematch. On April 27, 1968, in his first shot at the title, Quarry fought Jimmy Ellis for the vacant WBA title. His record going into this fight was an impressive 26 wins, one loss, and four draws. But before the bout, Jerry sustained a severe back injury that developed into gangrene. The injury greatly affected his performance, and he lost a 15-round decision. Then, after a seven-month layoff, Quarry returned to win five bouts in a row, giving him an impressive 31 wins, two losses, and four draws record. That success earned him another title shot, for the New York State Athletic Commission belt. His opponent was Smokin' Joe Frazier. 
On June 23, 1969, the Fraser Quarry fight took place at Madison Square Garden. Quarry gave Fraser all he could handle for six rounds, but Fraser took control in round seven, opening a severe cut under Quarry's eye and winning by TKO. Even though the fight went only seven rounds, it is voted as the fight of the year by Ring Magazine. It was a disappointing loss, but Quarry came back strong, winning his next two fights, one with a first round knockout and the other with a second round knockout. But those contests were followed by another unexpected and controversial loss to George Chavello. Quarry was well ahead for six rounds, but Chavello, who was not known for his punching power, knocked Jerry down in the seventh round. Quarry rose at the count of four, but then took a knee. He rose again just before the count reached ten, but referee Zach Clayton ruled a knockout. Quarry won his next four fights before losing to former heavyweight champion Muhammad Ali. Ali dominated that fight. Quarry suffered a nasty cut over his left eye, and the referee stopped the fight before the start of the fourth round. Again, Quarry returned strong, winning his next six fights and setting up a rematch with Ali. But again, Ali dominated most of the fight, winning by TKO in the seventh round. Every time it seemed that Quarry might be a washed-up fighter, he'd prove people wrong. He won his next six fights, including an impressive unanimous decision over a much bigger Ron Lyle, who stood six, six foot three and weighed 220 pounds. Ten months after defeating Lyle, Quarry faced top contender Ernie Shavers, who had an impressive 46-2 record with 44 knockouts. Quarry shocked many people by knocking out Shavers in the first round. That win set up a rematch with former heavyweight champion Joe Frazier. Frazier dominated the fight, opening up bad cuts over both of Quarry's eyes. The final result was a fifth round TKO. It was the beginning of the end for Jerry Quarry. He won his next fight before losing another fifth round TKO to Ken Norton. And what was becoming an all too familiar occurrence, Quarry was once again severely cut in this fight. Although Quarry was still relatively young, just shy of 30 years old, it was apparent that the punishment had taken its toll. It was time for him to retire. But as all too often happens with boxers, Quarry came out of retirement two and a half years later. Although he won with a ninth round TKO, he was unimpressive and it was clear that his skills had diminished. Quarry retired, but then made a second comeback six years later. He won two fights as a cruiserweight before retiring for the third time. Despite being diagnosed with dementia and getting denied a boxing license in most states, Quarry stepped back into the ring nine years later 
at age 47 and a half, losing a six-round decision. His dementia continued to worsen until he could no longer care for himself. His brother James, the only brother who didn't box professionally, became his caretaker. On January 3, 1999, Jerry Quarry died at just 53 years of age. Upon Quarry's death, Joe Frazier said, Jerry was a very tough man. He could have been a world champion, but he cut too easily. Quarry was inducted into the World Boxing Hall of Fame in 1995. This will likely be my last podcast until after Christmas, so I just want to thank you all for your continued support. I wish all of you a very happy and holy Christmas. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.